All right, all the hullabaloo this morning, Monday morning, is about how Illinois stayed in the AP Top 25, barely. Scott Richer, our basketball beat writer, voted Illinois in his Top 25, but maybe that's not the biggest worry right now. I mean, right now, Illinois is still on pace to make the NCAA tournament, but you know, consecutive home losses, just the way they've been playing, it's creating a little bit of doubt. All right, Richie will explain how Illinois can right the ship. He'll tell you about if they're going to go to Michigan State to play this weekend, and he'll drop some recruiting knowledge as well. In this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. That's breaking news sounds. It's Monday morning, 11.09 a.m. here at the News Gazette. And there is breaking news. Illinois basketball still ranked. Still ranked. Um, barely. It was an eight-spot drop. From 14 to 22. Um, so kind of just holding on by a thread after you know another loss at home. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news, beat writer back when Illinois was really good. Didn't have to worry about dropping out of the rankings back in the early 2000s. All right, Ritchie? Yeah, it's a concern now. You know what's a concern? Your prediction record. That's a concern. Ritchie dropping to not an awful 9-5. and five. You know, each before each game in the News Gazette, he predicts who's going to win the game and of course he had Illinois beating Ohio State. Of course I, mean, he was I think wrong. a lot of a lot of people thought that. Don't, um, don't weasel out. Adam Jardy, who covers Ohio State for the Columbus Dispatch thought that. Own up to it. Here here's how I'm going to obfuscate a little bit. Um, Excuse me. I was listening to yeah, just look it up. Uh, I was listening to the latest uh CBS Sports Ion College basketball podcast Gary Parish Matt Norlander. They do a great job. Um Matt Nor- and Norlander called Illinois the most unreliable, really good team in the country, mm. which is, I think, a statement of fact at okay. this point. Do you put that on the like the recruiting letterhead or not? Probably not. I probably I'd hold off on maybe branding yourself as unreliable, but I mean that's the way Illinois has sort of played, mm. and I mean you look at their record and it's fine, but obviously not great. Um, but 
You'll take out those first three wins against North Carolina and T Chicago State and Ohio and Illinois six and five against high major opponents right now. That, that's for a team that has some aspirations, some goals, that's not good enough. All right, uh, Scott Ritchie, of course, was there on Saturday. Uh, headline, tough to take. That about sums it up, doesn't it? Anyway, we'll get into the loss to Ohio State. But real quick about the AP Top 25. Ritchie votes for it. You had Illinois in your Top 25. I did. Um, it, they, were the last, they were the last team I put in the poll, and, but not, not at 25 because that's St. Louis' spot until they ever play again, which, I don't know, maybe they won't, but they haven't played since December. Um, so I had Illinois at number 24, and it essentially came down to Illinois or Louisville, and they have the same number of top 100 wins, six, but Illinois' four best are better than any that Louisville has. So even with five losses, you know, all to top 50 teams in Ken Palm, um, I kept Illinois ranked, but I sat and stared at both of like kind of the breakdown for Louisville and Illinois for a good thirty minutes last night, just for that one last spot on my on my ballot. Um, so any loss moving forward right now for Illinois, then they're out. I think because they're not going to pick up any type of momentum if they beat Penn State Tuesday tomorrow. Uh, may or may not play. Against Michigan State on the weekend. The other game is set for East Lansing on Saturday, but the Spartans are one of two teams now that are in a a COVID pause, so kind of wait and see if that game will happen. And then uh, I believe they have Iowa up next after that, and got to keep winning if they want to stay ranked. Yeah, you just hope you're worrying about the rankings and not like making the tournament. No. I mean, right now, I think Illinois is probably still in based on. Sort of just the overall resume and you know some good, decent wins in there, but uh, at some point, like they have to keep start winning again because it's putting that in. At least there's a, there's a small kernel of doubt, you know, about that now where that didn't ex- didn't really exist until they dropped you know, two home games in a row. You know what I like? I like Illini legends, lists, and lore. Each Sunday's news is that. Thank you, Mike Pearson, for 25 years of. Uh, Illini tidbits in history. I noticed this week it was Iowa's 21st birthday on Sunday. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. future NBA point guard. Here's what made me feel really old. <laughs> Wednesday, Nick Anderson, 53. <laughs> How can that be possible? Because well, he played at Illinois in the 80s? I don't believe that. Uh, 53 years old. He's been retired old. from the NBA for a, My goodness a while gracious. now. I mean, it's... Uh, I, mean, I don't remember obviously much about Nick Anderson at Illinois because I was still pretty young. But I mean, I, my memories of him are with the Orlando Magic, and uh, mm-hmm. had a great NBA career. You did, um, yeah, fifty-three. I didn't. Yeah, that's there. You go. Happy birthday, something. Nick Anderson. Been seeing his shot against Indiana a lot on the Big Ten Network. Well, they replayed. I think every special they did about that game. Before Illinois and Indiana played mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, um, yeah, I watched them. Watched them all. All right, another uh, great photo from our photo editor Robin Schulz. Let's get to Saturday's game. If you picked up your print edition on Sunday, you saw Adam Miller's chin getting bashed 
by uh, Justice Suing's right shoulder in uh, one of the uh, kind of a couple calls there late. I know you don't like to rehash these, Scott Ritchie, but I'm going to make you do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, one, it doesn't do any good to rehash oh, yeah, it does. calls the it officials make because it, it's over. Yeah, but that's not life. You want to be able to complain about things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, based on Twitter, I'm well aware of that fact. Um, so, yeah, that play where Adam Miller did take a shoulder to the face, yeah, Illinois you know, made sure to get the officials to review that one because you know any contact above the shoulders you know could be uh, a flagrant one and Illinois had a couple of those called on them you know Kofi Coburn at Missouri and DeMonte Williams had one I can't remember which game that was but they were called for the, the flagrant one uh Brad Underwood said that Bo Borowski every Illinois fan's favorite official just informed him that it wasn't a flagrant foul um I think the, I mean, it's a subjective kind of call for the officials, but the way Brett Underwood explained it, it was more, you know, just assuming was making, you know, a basketball move. I mean, Adam Miller was, like, within full body contact. So it did not, not give just assuming any room to make any basketball move without, Contact happening, so I think I guess that was the reasoning, but I suppose it could have gone Illinois' way as well. And then the other call that wasn't a call was Dwayne Washington probably stepping out of bounds before or as Trent Frazier fouled him. That just led to a couple more free throws for the Buckeyes to to close that one out. Um, Everyone on the Illinois bench was pretty certain he had stepped out. I think I watched that short video clip 15 times and I think what Tim Brando was on the call for Fox he was pretty sure that Dwayne Washington stepped out of bounds it looked like he might have but it's that's not a call that you can actually review because there it was no deflection out of bounds which is essentially the Illinois rule Um, so it is what it is maybe it's a missed call but that puts a lot of emphasis on two plays in the last 90 seconds in a game where Illinois just didn't really compete. Hey, EJ Liddell competed. How about that? Yeah, again, I mean, played just once last year against Illinois, and he had a double-double, 17 points, 11 rebounds, and then scored a career-high 26 points on Saturday, knocked down more three-pointers in that game than he had the entire season combined up until that point um he just he plays really well against Illinois and it's not like Illinois didn't recruit him I mean he was a priority in the 2019 class and he just you know opted to go to Ohio State but he still plays like he has something to prove against Illinois um and odds are he's gonna be at Ohio State for four years and I guess now I guess if he wanted to five since this year doesn't count for anyone's eligibility um so that's kind of a scary thought if you're an Illinois fan, that he's going to be around a long time doing what he Pride did. Pride of Belleville, state champion, two-time, really good. His name was brought up. Lauren Tate, token right. All right? Let's just say that. Yeah. 54 uh, was, years columnist. Was there a question? No, not that? at all. But the dude hit it right on on Sunday, and he said, the problem with this Illinois team is basically, other than I.O., everybody's got a, a weakness that can be exploited on the roster. 
And one of them is the ability to guard a whippersnapper like a big man Liddell on the perimeter. Yeah, because um, that was left to Kofi Coburn mostly, then you know, Georgia Bishanishvili you know, at times as well. And you know, Kofi has shown some ability to get stretched to the perimeter and still defend. Uh, I thought he did well against Duke when Matthew Hurt, Jalen Johnson pulled him away from the basket. Um, I guess kind of looking at the Tuesday's game against Penn State in the first matchup, uh, Trent Buttrick uh, of all players, you know, their backup big man, hit a couple threes on, on Kofi in that game. So there were some struggles there, but it just Liddell's threes, some of his mid-range shots, they just weren't really contested that hard. And I mean, that's maybe a situation where you know, E.J. Liddell's not super tall. He's 6'7". You could put DeMonte Williams on him because he's got that 7-foot wingspan, but you know, there was a moment in the first half where could, Underwood pulled Williams early and before the first media timeout and like asked him a little bit later on the bench, like, do you want to play today? So there's hmm. obviously something happening right. there. So that, that was not going to be an option. And Liddell made Illinois pay. Like, He's not a terrific three-point shooter, but if you leave him open, like he's going to make him. He's a good basketball player. All right, uh, some other problems uh, continue to fester. Uh, Ed Bond is a better free throw shooter than the team sometimes, and Ed is not very good. I've seen him. He shoots underhand like Rick Barry. I mean, that was successful for Rick Barry. Uh, the thing about Illinois free throw shooting is outside of Kofi Coburn, they're not bad. He just gets to the line a lot and doesn't make, well, you know, very many of his free throws. Like he leads the team, I think, in free throw attempts. And when that guy is shooting, what is it, fifty something percent? I'm gonna look it up real quick. Fifty four point one percent. That's that's not a good thing, especially in a game, in a lot of games that are decided by a couple possessions or two or three trips to the free throw line. And it doesn't make a ton of sense because, I mean, Kofi wasn't a great free throw shooter last year, but he shot. Like sixty-seven percent, he was making two-thirds, or yeah, two-thirds of his shots at the free throw line. Now he's barely making half. Um, and Underwood kind of pointed it out Saturday after the game. Is like he just has to step up there and make them because teams now realize like they can foul him without really suffering any consequence. Lauren would like to see Kofi with a few more assists. Yeah, the thing about that is, it's not just him. I'd, I'd kind of put Georgie in that group as well. When they get the ball in the post, they're not looking to kick it back out. Partially because I think they feel like they're not going to get it back, which is not a, you know, it could be true, but they're, they're looking to score when they get the ball in the block, and sometimes that's fine. Other times, you know, it would behoove them to find their open teammate, especially in Kofi's case where, last few games he's been drawing like an automatic double team almost all the time and he doesn't have the surest of hands still and tends to bring the ball down a little bit too low where all those guards can smack it away from him but yeah if he passes the ball a little better that could maybe unclog you know this Illinois offense that's been a little stagnant Andre Curbelo still uh, getting loose every now and then. Everything all right there, Scotty? 
Well, he's had probably the, I mean, he hasn't played very many games, of course, yet because it's still his first year. But this three-game stretch has been his worst of the season. Uh, foul trouble at Northwestern. Um, didn't make shots against Maryland. You know, and they kind of changed up how teams had defended against him. And then I guess Ohio State, he just was a non-factor. Um, he'll be good for Illinois. He has been good for Illinois at times this season. It's just right now he's in you know a stretch where he's not playing well. And you know he said after you know this past week where they had the game against Nebraska postponed, it was good for him because he just needed sort of the mental break a little bit. Um, but it wasn't maybe wasn't all the way back on Saturday against Ohio State because he just didn't play well. All right, again, Penn State Tuesday night, maybe Michigan State on Saturday. The plan, Scott Ritchie, was to go see the Fort Wayne sharpshooter on your way to Michigan State. Yeah, I guess Fort Wayne is it's on the way. Yeah, it is. Doggone it. Depends. I mean, it depends on which way you go. Well, if you're smart, you go the Fort Wayne way. Everybody says, it's oh, it's a half hour longer to go that way. But you avoid the mess at Chicago. All right? Yeah, I mean, you As know. As the crow flies, it's longer, but... As a smart man drives, it's quicker. Yeah. I mean, you get the iPass, you can kind of avoid. You just keep Don't driving. get smart with me, Richie. I mean, I haven't used my iPass in like almost a full year because I don't, well, I don't go anywhere. That's part go of it. Go around yeah. Fort Wayne, you get the Applebee's Pass, <laughs> it's called. <laughs> okay. That's the, the go-to restaurant in Fort Wayne, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, Luke Goody is playing well. Mm-hmm. His team is playing really well. They're undefeated, 14-0. Um, I mean, the difference, I think we mentioned this may on a past podcast, um, it's not just Luke Goody. They've got, uh, yeah, you're going to go that way, aren't you? I, the brother of, the brother of Foster Lawyer, the Michigan State point guard, Fletcher Lawyer, uh, who's, he's actually is class 22 guard committed to Purdue. So, mm-hmm. um, might be better again, probably better than big brother, but both those guys are averaging 20 plus 20 points or more you know per game this year um goody at 20.1 uh lawyer at 25 yeah but luke's you know averaging 21 or 20 points about nine rebounds just over five assists per game doing you know it all and like probably the best thing right now for Goody is he's shooting 41% from three-point range, and that was after kind of a slow start because you know, his first few games was not maybe making shots you know, at, at a very efficient clip, but obviously has turned that around. And so shooting 41% from three and then you know 45% overall, just having a really good senior year and you know playing his senior year. That's kind of the, the thing. Like, well... There's no really clear picture of what might happen with high school basketball in Illinois. Um, it's happening pretty much everywhere else around the country. Hey, one of these days will we get to talk about as another recruit of somebody, you think? I mean, yeah. Okay. Just Eventually. Because I'm, I'm kind of getting tired, even though he's from Fort Wayne, my hometown. Yeah. It's getting stale. Well, it's, he's, he's the only one right now. But no, it, there will be m- Obviously, more additions to the roster, but those won't come until the spring. I mean, kind of the interesting name right now, at least, um, kind of on the transfer 
market is Namari Burnett. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a slew of teams that are interested in him since he left Texas Tech after 12 games. Likely, you know, in search of just more playing time because he really wasn't getting, you know, that much. I mean, or what he expected, you know, at Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, Illinois recruited him out of high school. He's got the Chicago ties. He played a season with, I would assume, with Morgan Park. You know, when Namari Burnett was a freshman uh, before he left Chicago and went out to Prolific Prep, where he played with Coleman Hawkins. So he he knows the guys at Illinois. I mean, obviously, you know, didn't play with Adam Miller, but you know they played against each other, especially on the UIBL circuit back when they were in high school. So. Name to watch, but like Elmo's not the only team, obviously, that's uh, pursuing him. If you want to see that photo of uh, Adam Miller getting shellacked again, go to newsgazette.com, Robin Schultz Photo Gallery, or, or if you're on Snapchat, check out news-gazette. Posted there, along with a picture of yours truly, Scott Ritchie, working on his ballot from the office here in the News Gazette. It's good. Isn't that a little late to be doing that? Wasn't it due last night? Well, it's technically that- due, I think, at like 7 a.m. this morning. Okay. Let's um, check it. Yeah, uh, and I was working on getting a story ready to oh, go okay. for, so I, for our website with Illinois still being Okay. That's my bad. Being thing. ranked. Yeah. Bad information on my part. Um, let's interrupt this real quick for a Big Ten break. Richie, aghast, beside himself, bamboozled that I told him the two best teams in the Big Ten are Ohio State and Purdue. Well, yeah. Snap out of it, Richie. I'm still dumbfounded. Uh, Prove me wrong. Well, unless things have changed this morning and I'm not aware, like Iowa's still in the Big Ten, Michigan is still in the Big Ten, uh, Wisconsin still in the Big Ten. Uh, There's some competition maybe at the top. And, I mean, you know, Illinois is still in the Big Ten. Um I'm not sure that their Big Ten title contention days are maybe still there right now. But uh, in Purdue, it's fine. I don't have a lot of strong feelings about their chances to win the Big Ten. Ohio State. Steve Scheffler just texted me. He wants your home address. I don't know what that's about. Well, I mean, he'd have to get through the outside door first. I think I'd be okay. Have you seen him? He goes through doors. Okay. I was waiting with my three iron. Um, uh, Then Ohio State continues to do more with less. Like Chris Holtman, wherever he's like, they don't ever have the, what you would say is the best team in the Big Ten, but they certainly compete like it. And they're doing it right now without two of their point guards, and it hasn't seemed to have affected them all that much. That's it? That's your argument? That there are better teams than Ohio State and Purdue in the Big Ten? Yes. I listed them. There's still Iowa, Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, I mean. Name of Jay Burson are you talking about? You're confused. Anyway. They're fine Big Ten teams. I just don't think like they're better than Michigan. Remember Jay Burson? I don't. Okay. Skinny little point guard. I think he wore like a... Got hurt at some point. It wore like a head gear 
That's all I remember. All right, let's get out of this old school funk I'm in. Yeah, because I guarantee 98.9% of our listeners don't remember Jay Burson. Email srichie at news-gazette.com if you remember Jay Burson. The dude could play, all right? He wasn't a scrub. Okay, but, right. but again, maybe not the most popular Big Ten player of all time? Probably not. Uh, you had uh, mentioned Sunday morning was going to be one nasty get-together uh, for Illinois basketball. Did everybody survive the Sunday morning workout, and what do you know about it? Um, haven't heard that they haven't. Uh, Brad Underwood made it pretty clear that we weren't going to know anything about what happened on Sunday. So uh, we've got actually a Zoom scheduled with him in about half an hour. So we'll see if he sheds any light. Uh, talking with Trent Frazier later today as well. Um, I have a feeling grievances were aired. Might have been pretty one-sided. But, I mean, it would be better for this team if guys like Iota Sumo, maybe just Iota Sumo, stepped up into that. To a role he's kind of taken before where just he's the guy that's maybe telling the rest of the team that what's happening right now isn't okay. So we'll find out. And I think we'll know for sure, you know, Tuesday against Penn State. Because remember the last game against Penn State, Illinois got behind 19-4. to mm-hmm. Won that game because Penn State has some, has some guys, but they're not clearly you know, challenging at the top of the Big Ten. Um, I mean, if Illinois just plays like it has the last month, you know, allowing these runs, double-digit runs in, like, every game, having to scrape to get by and win or lose the last two, then, like, that puts the season, at least for, you know, the reason Io came back, you know, kind of what these guys all want, puts it in, in question. All right, how do you fix it? Uh, you can shoot... A thousand free throws each, maybe, at Ubbin. Or you can change the starting lineup. I mean, the way the team has started poorly, I mean, I think that's, I don't know if that, you know, changing the starting lineup will be the fix, but I think I'd try something at this point. I don't know what changes you make. You know, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, everyone was clamoring for Andre Corbello to be in the starting lineup, but. Um, he has not played particularly well the last three games, so I don't know if that's the answer. Um, but even if it's just a, a shake-up, just to see what happens, maybe do it. I don't know. Like, this team has, is talented enough. I mean, they have two of the top 40 players in the country, and I would assume and Kofi Coburn. Um, so maybe Io has to – I mean, he's – talked several times just he likes to let the game kind of come to him get his teammates involved early be ready to take over if need be maybe just do that at the start of the game maybe that's the punch they need early maybe io can go all magic johnson in the uh in the finals of his rookie year in the nba put him at center right line him up have him jump tip put him down the post let him be point post you saw what it did for the lakers yeah i mean didn't you? Were you alive then? I was alive. They won. I, I, I'm All aware. Right. I mean, think of that. It's like Magic's, what, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, I was 6'5". Yeah, it's a little What's different. What's the diff? Got bigger muscles than Magic did. 
Magic was thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I would do. Well, I'll, I don't know, I guess I'll Pass bring, that on I'll bring it up to Brad Underwood, I guess, a little bit later. See what he thinks. So, uh, Brad, Iowa <laughs> Center, thoughts? <laughs> I love it. He could guard E.J. Liddell. He might have contested some shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think he just has to sort of take control of this team and drag it where it needs to be. I mean, I, I'm not sure what else is the answer. Is I mean, the fact that Brad Underwood questioned his team's toughness uh, multiple Multiple times, you know, in a 20-minute span after Saturday's game is a concern. And it shows what Andres Feliz did for this team. Um, And maybe it shows what Alan Griffin did for this team because he had this – he played with an edge. Now, sometimes that edge meant like he was stepping on Sasha Stavanovich's chest, which was dumb, but he had an edge. And this team needs more of that. Somehow, from someone. All right, uh, Richie, uh, you're, I can't let you go without your your power rankings, which have uh, been pretty consistent last month, but why do I think the, the top three has changed a little bit today? Yeah, well, I mean, I would assume it was back in the top spot. Then I think Adam Miller has jumped to number two. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, like, I understand Kofi Coburn's been, like, consistent with his double-doubles, but he, he's got one, two, five in a row, which is impressive, but he's going to he's gonna slide to the, the number three spot just because he should really start making more free throws. That'd be a, a, good, a good thing for this team. All right, any data you want to drop before um, I kick you out of the podcast booth? Make you feel better about yourself? I mean, I feel fine about myself. I mean, you do, I'm, okay. I'm Despite a, your prediction record, again, to quote Matt Norlander, most unreliable, <coughs> really good team in the country. I've had several people inside the newsroom ask, "What's going on? Why can't we get a game right?" Maybe even asking for changes. I think I proposed a change for you before we started the podcast. You didn't seem thrilled with the idea, so. Um, I'll just keep going, keep predicting games. I'm going to pick Illinois to beat Penn State tomorrow. Uh, so get ready for them to lose, apparently. But I mean, they, they really shouldn't at all. Hey, a couple heads up. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Anthony Zillis, one of our uh, award-winning writers, used to be a sports writer, spent the last week with Deion Thomas. He'll, uh, he'll tell you his story about how his rise to Illinois ambassador. He was on the radio call Saturday. He'll be on the radio call Tuesday. <clears throat> Excellent. Big fan of Dion. Great guy. Looking forward to that. I liked how they did the wrestling at State Farm Center on Sunday. I saw Ed Bond's Twitter account documented that. Yeah, They were getting the, the mats put out while we were wrapping things up Saturday after the basketball game. But, uh, yeah, I think I mean they usually wrestle at, at Huff, but they had both Ohio State and Wisconsin in yesterday. And I think just to have more room in the, our new normal – New abnormal that they moved to State okay. Farm Center. Two really big wins. Very for cool. Jim Heffernan's team. Volleyball starts this weekend. Maybe that'll be cool. They had a virtual gymnastics meet. How cool was that? The judges are 
away from the building watching it on tape. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's one sport you can do virtually. Yeah, that's great. Um, I say you played. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an individual team sport, so to speak. So, yeah, it's anything to get you know the athletes going. I think it's a pretty good thing. Best news of all, Ed Bond is going to get his COVID vaccination shot this week. And uh, at the I Hotel, if you're one of those uh, ones who have signed up to do it, you can read the News Gazette. We're going to drop off complimentary newspapers each day to give you something to read as you're in your cool-down period, if you will. There's a 15-minute wait afterward just to make sure everything's all right. That's good. And all I right. know uh, Lauren Tate is getting his soon as well. Let's go. Um, I'm further down the list. That's okay. I will, uh, I will be getting mine when I There's can, not an exception for those who with bad prediction records to get in line. I'm not sure that's part of the the protocol. It should be something you need a shot of something is what I'm saying to fix this. So what you'll find out is I've been tanking my prediction record on purpose just so I could jump the the vaccination line. All right, follow along with Richie on Snapchat for home games at least. And the and the road games he gets to go to. He'll be at Michigan State if there's a game. All right. Yeah, Follow along on Twitter, too, where uh, Richie... The best thing about this weird setup we have now is to follow those on Twitter who cover the games because something always happens after the game, where in the past we'd be in the media room, we'd be unaware. Now when a player comes out to jog or to shoot or when Tom Brady and Drew Brees come out to manhug it, we're there, and you can see it. Yeah, um, so hopefully I'll have... Coverage live from East Lansing this weekend. Let's go. All right, Scott Ritchie, uh, thanks for all your hard work. And I'm kidding you about the prediction record. You're all right. I mean, he's really not, though. <laughs> we'll see if you're here next week. <laughs> next on, next Monday, see ya.